Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy, your favorite podcast in the entire world. You have your two favorite podcast hosts in the entire world. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it's a beautiful day for a podcast, and I've never sounded better in my whole life. (laughs) You know what, though? You look great. You sound okay. It's really, it's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, so I recently started a job in the wedding industry, which is like one of my dream jobs. So I'm a wedding coordinator. And this past weekend I worked a wedding, like, a I was working nine and a half hours. Um, and that was Saturday. And then I did five hours of a bridal show on Sunday. Obviously, the bridal shows like a lot of talking because it's explaining what we do, kind of pitching to brides and and couples. And um, yeah, so then when I woke up Monday, my voice was like, you're done. You're done using this. Shut up. So we were going to record Tuesday and Carmen was very sleepy and my voice was honestly about the same. It hasn't gotten much better. We were hoping it would be better today and it is not. But let me tell you, I have... Not been this hydrated in a long time because I am just chugging, (laughs) chugging hot tea and hot chocolate and water trying to like solve this issue. So, yeah, that's why I I, sound like this. If it bothers you, I am sorry. There is literally nothing I can do about it. Yeah. If this is your first time uh, (laughs) listening to the podcast, I'm not I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, though, uh, because, you know, what? it's our commitment to the craft. And uh, there are things that we can control, i.e., like, you know, working through, you know, I think I've recorded sick quite a few times. Kelsey's recorded sick quite a few times. Um, the voice thing. Yeah, it sucks. But also this is something we can control. And uh, there are times where like, you know, a computer decides it's dying <laughs> or uh, where someone at work calls off and I have to now work open to close, you know. So like there are things there are things that we can't control this when we can. So we appreciate uh all of all of your patience, but also just just be kind, be kind to sweet little Kelsey in this in this episode, these two episodes. Thanks, so. sorry. You know this is this is not an endorsement um, or an ad, but you should you should use Vocal Zone. You ever use those? No. You ever heard of that? They're no. so I use them every time that I that I sing. I'll just like they're like these little throat lozenges. I'll send you a link, um, but they are. Anytime that I have to do like a long day of work or I start to feel a little bit raspy, I always have them in my car and I'll just pop a throat lozenge. It's like very menthol-y. They don't taste good, but they they do the trick. They work. I use them every time I sing. Um, I feel like throat, throat lozenges that taste good probably aren't doing a good job. It's got to yeah. taste like absolute shit to be doing yeah. anything. And also throat coat tea is my favorite tea. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So... Also, eat. Do you like apples? Mm-hmm. Apples uh, have the the juices and and the acidity. It's and apples are, are it's got the juice. It's a big lump with knobs. That that apple. Uh, I actually just bought like a bag of apples two days ago, so I have a lot of them. Man, yeah, it's good to know. I'll eat. One. Yeah, definitely. I I eat an apple before I would do a show. I don't do it at at church, but I definitely would. Um, before I would do like a full show and I'd be yelling and it'd be like an intense, like sometimes smoky kind of building. I always, I always eat an apple. So, okay, well let's get into this because we have a lot to cover today. We do. We do. 
including some shout-outs. Someone who hates how much we talk about not Grace. I don't think they'll get this far into the show. They're not going to get this season. I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a we got a review. Uh, I wouldn't say negative review, although no, they did give they us gave us three stars, which I was like, for yeah. the words that they put with it, that's not that bad. Yeah, from uh, Clara one three zero eight gave Shout us out Clara. Which we do shout out still, you know, we, we appreciate you. Hopefully we'll, if you stick with this, I don't know where you're at. I don't remember what episode it was that it was 20 minutes. It was probably season four, maybe five. There were a couple of unhinged episodes, but if you stick with us, shout out, go back and and edit that, uh, to get to the five (laughs) stars. But she said, I want to like this podcast. Less chatter in the beginning would help. I literally had to keep fast forwarding. And at 20 minutes, you still were not talking. Uh, you were still not on the episode. Some banter. Okay. 20 minutes. Too much. Here's the so. tea, Clara. We were probably talking about Grace very intermittently in that 20 minutes. You were yeah. just fast forwarding. And that's yeah. not on us. Yeah. I'm sorry. But also, this is just the tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally, the tea. And you know everything about tea right now. Uh Moody Llama, 99, five stars. The title is amazing, two exclamation points. I absolutely love you guys. These two best friends are absolutely hilarious and never fail to make me laugh. I have only watched Grey's two times. I wish I would have found the podcast during my first watch, but I'm glad I found it when I did. Hearing Carmen's predictions is great. Yay. Thank you. Did you say you would have shout out? Because I I do have one more shout out, but uh, this is a personal one. Okay, let's do it. Um, that we got on the Gray's account. First of all, I don't know if I've shouted this person out before. Sam, Sam Coleman, messaged Maybe? me a lot. I I haven't shouted out the details because a lot of it is we kind of talk spoily things versus where we are now and what we think. Just like looking at it through the lens of hindsight mm, is interesting. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, have like that mm-hmm. kind of conversation. Yeah, and then love I it. don't know this person's name. But someone messaged me, and it's a Taylor Swift fan account. Um, but their name isn't actually on it. So Taylor Swift fan account, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, they're on their first watch of Grey's, but they're a bit ahead of us. So they were looking for a podcast that didn't have spoilies. So they found us, and they're really enjoying it. Love that. Yes. Thank you, Taylor Swift account. And also thank you, Taylor Swift, for all you do Truly. for our country. Uh, Sam Coleman, shout out. Thank you. Uh, any other shout outs? No, I think those were the only ones I had. So I have, I have two very quick shout outs as well. Um, number one, Lois from the UK. Uh, so she had followed me a while back and I kept forgetting. I was like, I, I take screenshots of the follows that I need to like circle back and message and reach out. Cause I, I really do try to get to everyone who follows, uh, myself, Kelsey and the Gray's account. So I know for sure, like, Oh, this person clearly found us through this podcast. I'd like to talk to them. Uh, so, Hey, I I just said, Hey, it's great to chat. looks like you found us through the podcast. And she goes, I'm actually screaming that I'm seeing a message from one of my favorite podcasters. Uh, so hi Lois, uh, shout out and, uh, really appreciate you checking in and, and responding. Um, so (laughs) she's, she's in the UK and I, I was like, like, oh my the gosh. The UK really popped off this past The UK, weeks. oh my gosh, went crazy. Yeah. And so thanks, she. Lois. Yes, thanks, Lois. But I knew she was from the UK because when she says uh, she referred to me as one of her favorite podcasters, but it was the OU 
F A V F A V O U R I T E. Favorite. Um, but uh, she was like, "You trust me. You don't know where this is going to be." So she told me where she was from, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I have no fucking idea." We did go so, there, though. <laughs> yes, we did. So basically, we are also uh, yeah, honorary. We're basically, neighbors. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Lois, when you get to this, let me know. Uh, and then I, everyone who knows, I've been watching uh, Private Practice, and I posted in our Patreon, and Brianna literally was like, "Hey, so like season two finale of Private Practice," and I was like, "Oh my fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Carmen was yeah. like, "Finally, finally, some good shit in this show." I mean, it's a good show, some, like, but like intensity. I I was I was walking on the treadmill while while watching, and I don't know if it was just the walking that I was sweating or like the show, but I was like genuinely sweating uh, watching this episode, and then the episode after it too. Oh, I had one more shout out. Sorry, Megan Garrison. She just found us, and she says she loves it, and she has she's an avid rewatcher. Yes, and, we love avid rewatchers. Now, she's in our season one, so she just found us. So yay, she has so much to listen to. Okay. I love Yay. it. So less than crazy? 20 minutes. Let's get yeah, right into it. Less than 10. Single digits, we, guys. Single we reduced digits. our time by we 50%. I'm so proud of us. Okay. This episode is episode 10 of the sixth season. It is episode 112 overall. It is it's called good number. Holidays. And that's a song. Holidays is a song by the band New Best Friends, or sorry, it is off of the album uh, New Best Friends by the band Mansions. So Holidays, uh, Kelsey sent me the YouTube link, but I was able to find it on um, on iTunes. Oh, really? I could not. Yes. I searched uh, Mansions and I searched Holidays by the Mansions. Yeah, no uh, I just searched holidays and it did come up, uh, but it was the, it's the cover. It's a very funny oh, okay. cover. Uh, so I found, I found it finally, but, uh, so this song has like a tip, like it's a very two thousands kind of like, almost like a, like a grunge, like a two thousands grunge kind of, kind of song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the, so you but love it. I did like it. Yeah. I it was released March, March 3rd, 2009. Uh, one of three albums from the from the band Mansions. They had an EP in 2008. The album New Best Friends came out in 2009. And then they had a, another uh, album that came out called Man Box in 2009. It didn't chart. It had nothing like that. But uh, and it didn't like it wasn't like critically acclaimed. But I got to tell you, it's a four out of five. It made wow. it onto the iTunes, iTunes library. I downloaded it. Look at that. Do you think when Gen Z people listen to us, they're like, what the fuck is iTunes? Or does Gen Z know I, that it was I iTunes think, before Apple Music? Well, I hope it is. Because if you... It, uh, I, think I just don't right. know like what the time frame of the change was. I also still call it iTunes. Yeah, but I was I, thinking about that the other day. I was like, it's not iTunes, but when did it stop being iTunes? I really it's don't It's Apple Music. Yeah, it's Apple Music. But yeah, when did it stop being iTunes? I think when they started doing when all the iPod subscriptions. When did iPod stop being irrelevant? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, it's, it's funny. I think for a long time, I still had my iPod and my iPod Touch and I got rid of I them. I like but- can't bring myself to get rid of it. So I just have this like hunk of metal, thick metal. Yeah. I just can't bring myself to get rid of it. 
I I got rid of it years ago, but I regret getting rid of it. It's one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, have a charger that would charge it anymore. (laughs) I'm sure you could buy one on Amazon or eBay. Yeah, probably could. So, but yeah, this song this song was good. Um, It uh, the thing that I like about it is it felt it it felt almost like uh, Kids in America by the by the Muffs. Mm. Um, It had just kind of like that um, vibes. Yeah, those vibes, those vibes. Um, so yeah, iTunes playlist made it to iTunes. I'm just going to keep saying iTunes. I know, right? Uh, just to shit. Yeah. Just Gen Z. You got, you got, you got this all figured out. Also someone, someone the other day, then we'll actually get into this, but I need to share this story. Someone the other day was like, Oh, typical millennial. You're, you're triggered. And I was like, hold on. Gen Zers get triggered. Millennials are all triggers because of all the trauma we have to suppress because of you boomers. Um, so also, I'm just like, also there was no offense to Gen Zers, but like anyone who says that is probably triggered by whatever you're saying. So yeah. Can shut the fuck up. Yeah. They're probably just triggered by the fact that you're like, Hey, don't be shitty. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, we love Gen Z. We love millennials and I guess we love Gen X and boomers too, just as long as they're not shitty. Well, ruin the housing market and the economy. It's fine. (laughs) But they're about to destroy the presidency, too. Fuck. What can be done? Uh, Nothing, I guess. And we're all just capital hellscape. Yeah. All right. So this episode, who's this episode directed by? (laughs) Oh, this episode is directed by Rob Korn. Krista Viernoff. Dang it. Oh, sorry. It's written by Krista. Sorry, sorry. Written by Krista Viernoff, directed by Robert Berlinger. Mm, Berlinger. Do I know that name? Have we have we used this? Yeah, I think this? we've only seen him well, like one or two other times okay. that he's been around. Um, and aired November 19th, 2009 to 14.07 million views. Um, so it's like a little bit less than last week, but not a lot less. Just a touch less. Um, and let me find the Netflix synopsis. Sorry got distracted I won't, by the fact that I sound like shit. <laughs> I won't talk over your Netflix synopsis this time. I didn't even okay. go back and listen to I have no idea what it was from last week still. It's fine. It was only about Teddy showing up and nothing else. No, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. As Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's pass, Miranda is visited by her father, who disapproves of her choices in life. Wow, what a terrible, terrible summary. Miranda <laughs> Bailey, can you imagine... Half. I was yeah. like, wow, this is going to be accurate. And then it's like only Bailey was there. Like, um, other people yep. were there. Yep. A lot of other things happened that were very important. Yeah. Richard. Like kind of, <laughs> man, Yeesh. this is a Yeesh. bad, Yeesh. bad Weber episode. It's sad. It is bad Addiction and sad. sad. Yeah. Um, Speaking of addiction, happened with Teddy. Oh, there was a girl named Kelsey. Hello. Hello. She spelled it the same way, and her first name also she wasn't did actually not spell Kelsey. It the same way at all. Oh, so. You looked at the credits. <laughs> I had this. I, had, I think I looked at the credits like the day this episode aired. I was like, "Wow, Kelsey, Urgh. that never happens." Kelsey, you're the only Kelsey that I know. Um, actually, you for sure are the only Kelsey that I know with a C. No, no I, I know lots of Kelsey's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, there's no way that's not an uncommon. Yeah, name. but for sure with a C. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am almost. I'm on the last chapter of the Matthew Perry book. Mm. What a, what a fucking wild life that man had. Yeah. 
crazy. So every I'm, time I get every time I remember I get sad again. Yeah. So I'm not gonna spoil. I I recommend anyone out there listening, um, especially it's it's very uh, topical because of the alcoholism piece. But like, man, the opiates that this that this man was on mm-hmm. was just a whole other level. Yeah, I mean, you can really. I just. He really did a lot of work, but he also had such a great support system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. so Weber, Weber is clearly off the wagon. We get Thatcher. We get a Thatcher return. Yeah. Which you said, you said you wanted more Thatcher. Yeah. You said she can't just give him a kidney and then have him never show up again. Yeah. So there we go. And Olivia comes back in this episode. Not true, but all no, right. you're right. <laughs> still you're fired. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I, I want to start by saying I like that they were very, they were very intentional with the time changes. Right. Which is not something we get a lot with Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Also on that note, I've been watching, I've like Netflix. Um, I watched that show fool me once when it came out like two weeks ago and it's, it's like a mini series cause it's based okay. on a book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's several other shows based on books by the same author. So Netflix just kept recommending them to me. And so I kept watching them because they're good and I have no self-control, but they're all <laughs> like, um, they're all like, uh, crime, like crime thrillers. And I kept being so thrown off because I'm so used to Grays, where it would be like, got I like 12 episodes is like an hour or one episode is like 30 days. I don't know. And so, but in this show, it's just like, time is time it's like this this whole entire episode was one day and i'm like this person's been missing for three years no one no one cares enough and they're like <laughs> oh yeah we reported her missing 12 hours ago and i'm like i'm so confused i don't know how time works anymore that is so funny yeah and i'm used to like uh scrubs it it's all in weeks like mm-hmm. the the oh haven't seen you since last week Oh man, we haven't talked in one week. Uh, yeah, they or, like, you, know, you really used to spell it out for us on television. Yeah, and Gray's said, "Fuck you. You don't need time. Yeah, good luck. Figure it out. We yeah. should watch Twenty Four because then it's like each season of Twenty Four. There's Twenty Four episodes. Each episode is an hour. Well, it aired as an hour because of commercials. So it's like forty five minutes. I never watched so that like, show. I should watch it. The f- a full season is a single day. Was which that is insane? Was that Kiefer or Kevin Bacon? I believe, Bacon? yes, it was Kiefer. Kiefer yeah, yeah. Those two love? just seem like they... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we stand. So, yeah. Anyways, that would be a clearer explanation of time. Yeah. For me. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I also really like that they're actually... Exp- this is... I love this episode. For me, it just really stands out. I think because, again, they're just, like, intentional. And, like, a lot happens in a little time. Yeah. Like a lot. A lot does happen. Like, hello, Mark's daughter. Okay, where should we start? Let's start. We kind of are. Let's just talk about Richard. Let's talk about Richard. Yeah. So Richard, from the get-go, pages Meredith and is like, I know what you think you saw, but good news, I wasn't ever an alcoholic. <laughs> I, was just, I was just sad before. And so I couldn't control my drinking because of the sadness. And so, but I'm not sad anymore. So it's okay for me to have alcohol now. And she's like, oh, okay. Sounds good. I believe you. Yeah. Kind of. There is like, obviously they make it pretty clear that she doubts him, but she's definitely in a hard position because he's still her boss. 
There's still all the shit with Derek. There's still all the shit with her mom. Like there's, it's just so like the relationship is so like tarnished that it's like any move feels like, is this overstepping? Is this boundary crossing? Like, what am I to do? Cause like, and she is benefiting from it. Right. She's like getting private lessons from him and she's learning a lot more than other residents are learning. Yeah. And at first it was like, I need any help I can get because I was gone from from recovery from giving a piece of my liver to my father who also uh apparently his diagnosis is real but Weber's is is fake. Um mm-hmm. that was an interesting scene at I think Thanksgiving or Christmas because there was eggnog. I love that scene. Yeah, that was an that was oh, I love that yeah. Though. So um yeah, very interesting. Because, so she's like, she needs any of the help that she can get. She's kind of getting back on track. But uh, oh, and the merger also. Yeah, and the merger too. The so time off and the merger, and of course, Derek is immediately like, he's only doing this to get to me. Derek, it's not about you. you, Derek. First of all, it's because this is he's a, a silence alcoholic. payment. Yeah, <laughs> this of is all, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this is this is truly a bribe. Like this, yeah. there's no other way to put this. This is he's a, buying her a this is hush hush money. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's what this it is. Really is. <laughs> hush stitches. These are hush stitches. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I I know you think that you thought I was drinking, and maybe I was, but if I was, just know that it's okay. While we're talking, though, totally random. I you're would so love to talented. teach you. You're yeah, you're so, so talented. No one has been this talented since your mom. So let me teach you something. <laughs> well, my thing is, I'm like, even if that's true, now it's tarnished. Yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's because of the context. Yeah. So. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. So more, more on Weber. So we, we get a lot of, well, we get the scene where, um, I think they're in bed and and Meredith's like, or Derek's like, isn't it weird that he's talking to you, teaching you things, but he won't even look at me and speak to me, you know? I mean, I like see where he's coming from, but also like, it's not about you. Just shut up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, sorry, I was like repositioning my, my shit over here because my, my, like my back is like like leaning. I have terrible posture right now. Oh, same. Yeah. Um, so okay. where where do you want to keep going with uh, with Weber? So with Weber and Meredith. Um. Learning a lot. She does tell him to apologize to Derek, and it really seems like he's not going to. And then he just really fucking does it out of nowhere. And Derek is also very obviously shocked by that. Yeah, the scene, the scene that that forgiveness happens is a roller coaster of a scene. I mean, should we talk yeah. about that? I know that's like totally that's a, that's part of a different storyline, but I guess I guess yeah. we can talk about that we for can, a second. Yeah. So there's 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 this kid who they're trying to do. They're making their own technology basically yeah. by hand, and. Uh, Weber calls Arizona Weber and Derek or Arizona Mark and Derek into the office and he's like funding is gone stop yeah you're over budget and then they say well that's okay we'll we'll give our bonuses up to do it it's fine and then there's and he stands oh. there awkwardly 
and tension Derek, is in the air. Derek catches on quick. He's like, "Hey guys, uh, like that that Vince McMahon meme meme where he just like cuts his, you know, he's like, you can't, we can't talk about this. Uh, it's it. There's no bonuses. This is Weber's way of saying there's no bonuses. And he goes, "Yeah, you're right. There's no bonuses. This merger yeah. that was supposed to bring us fortune and fame has cost us everything." And then the other other things happen. The other two leave, and then. Richard says, I'm sorry. And let me pull it up. Well, before before he says the, the sorry, he, they, he says, well, then how much is it going to cost? And then Arizona's like, well, I'll split it. And then... <laughs> we'll get there because that's also a whole other thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, that's the same scene. Yeah, but I know, but it's a whole other storyline. It is a whole... Okay, well, we'll pause. We won't even say what Mark's response was. Literally. You got the seat. You got it. No, my computer is like struggling over here. Yeah, for some reason, uh, our program that we're using told Kelsey that her computer can't work anymore, so now she needs to use a laptop. So it's just not as good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh. Um, fill for time. Don't sit there in silence. God, Carmen. I found. Okay. It. Oh. <laughs> What is more of a roller coaster, Kelsey yelling at Carmen or an episode of Grey's? We will we will never actually know. I'm sorry I tried to fire you. And in the spirit of the holidays, I was uh sorry. Do you think he was going to say I was wrong or I was drunk? In the spirit of the holidays, I was slammed. In the spirit of the holidays, I was getting lit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he would have would have actually admitted that to Derek. The yeah. the funny thing is though is Meredith has never admitted that to Derek. She's never told him about the drinking. She hasn't told anyone so far. No. Again, the hush money is working. It's it's running deep. Yeah. So regardless, they got the funding. They get the they get the apology. He gets the apology, and we're supposed to believe that all is forgiven. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get because then he's at their house for. For Christmas. Singing and, singing songs and Hunt's just playing a guitar. Yeah. And like having sex with his eyes across the room. Uh, this storyline. Really I don't, I, what, this, this, what, what are you saying? Do you, do you think he do was you what? Do you think he was really playing the guitar? I don't think so. Based on his hand positions and the chords that it sounded like he was playing, I Let don't think see. that was lining up. Are you looking to see if he's actually playing guitar? See. I mean, it's possible that he just, you know, was learning. He just did guitar and he learned how to do yes, a couple of notes. Yes, he does play the guitar. Okay. I mean, good for him. Uh, there are times where I will watch shows and the guitar hand positions are like truly it's egregious. so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like they'll do full strums with a guitar, but actually like they're picking through like single notes or vice versa. So, yeah. no, it's cute though. They were singing. Uh, it's cold outside, right? Weber yeah. in Arizona? Yeah. Sipping on that juice? Nog. <laughs> so, okay, so Thatcher is there. Meredith's in the kitchen. And Thatcher approaches her and says, you know, is he drinking? He's off the wagon. And she's like, well, he's drinking eggnogs. Like, it doesn't count. 
And he's like, mm, it does count if you're an alcoholic. And she mm. goes, oh, well, it wasn't an alcoholic. He's not an alcoholic. It was a misdiagnosis. And he goes, oh, is that what he told you? Like, he's a surgeon. He's drinking. He's an alcoholic. He could, like, actually kill many, many people. And she goes, this is so brutal. Were you drinking when I was a kid when you left me with my mother to go and got another family and never looked back? And he said... No, I didn't start drinking until much later. And she said, well, then we can't blame all the world's evils on alcohol, can we? Which, like, is true, but doesn't change what Thatcher said either. Yeah. Like, I understand that you're bitter that he left you and, you and, like, formed this other family. But, like, I thought we were getting over it for Lexi. Like, it's very confusing to me. Yeah, well, I think... Clearly she's lashing out because she doesn't like, she doesn't, I don't think she likes the idea of someone pulling a fast one on her, Mm -hmm. but Weber isn't pulling a fast one. In fact, he's pulling a very, very slow one. Well, I think Uh, Meredith is just, she doesn't want Thatcher of all people to be the one who outs this secret. Totally, totally, totally. Um, so that, that's a very fr- it's a very uncomfy that whole scene with them is yeah. uncomfy but they play it so well yeah and he just freaking eats his food and walks Please. away he's like all right can't talk to her <laughs> well let me let me ask you this so being from the south mm-hmm. is eggnog inherently an alcoholic thing not an alcoholic th- well is not an alcoholic thing like an alcoholic is beverage? it an alcoholic beverage yes you I know mean, what i mean there's always been both i've always seen both I because I don't it. think overly see it. I don't think I ever even knew that al- that eggnog was like related to alcohol until literally. I think I was working at Disney, and that was mm-hmm. the first time. Disgusting. I think I brought in a thing of of eggnog, and they're like, "Whoa, what, what, uh, what you got there?" And I was like, egg, "Eggnog," <laughs> and someone was like you know you can get fired for drinking on the job. And I was like, what What the fuck does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> um, but this was someone who is from Alabama and No, I've only, always, always seen it as both. Uh, yeah, so it was just very interesting. But I, I could just sit there and just drink eggnog straight up. Love eggnog. No. It's not disgusting. Just like don't need my beverages to be that creamy. Mm-hmm. Actually, it could, could be more. I'm gonna creamy. vomit. Just get <laughs> maybe the vomit will bring my voice back. <laughs> oh. Um. So, anyways, yeah, that was just very interesting for me. But when, like, I wouldn't have thought, oh, eggnog. This person is drinking. Um. So Thatcher, really, but also this takes place in Seattle. I don't know. It was it was unclear to me. I think maybe <sighs> sometimes in life you're oblivious. And that's okay because everybody has it, but maybe because you, maybe you were introduced to it as a child. So you knew that there was a non-alcoholic version. So it never occurred to you that there was a different version. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, probably true because you were never looking because you were like, this is fine. Yeah. I don't need anything in this shit. This is great stuff. So I think maybe it's just like you were just unaware. I don't think it's regional. Yeah. You know the thing that really pisses me off with eggnog looking back on it as a child is uh, my mom used to put half milk 
in the glass with oh eggnog to be half milk, half eggnog, so That's it was less gross. creamy. So it was like watered down, That's non-fat so milk. It was it was it was z- skim milk. So skim milk and That's eggnog. That's a lie. Skim milk is Couldn't just even... water lying about being water milk. Water uh, Oh man, goodness gracious, we love uh, what's his name? Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yes, I was going to say Nick Offerman. I couldn't remember also the actual character. Him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he has an Instagram post where he's playing a Trump character and everyone is like, yeah, about time we finally get to see the real you. And there's other people who are con- commenting like, you guys don't know who this so person numb. is because it's the most opposite of what he actually thinks. So, but uh, yeah, so that was, so now I'll just sit there and have a, just a, a full, a full thick eggnog, no cutting Disgusting. it with milk. Disgusting. Chugging, chugging it. You know, it's not disgusting, though. A word from our sponsors. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Oh, that wasn't disgusting. You're right. Now we're back. <laughs> wow. Amazing. What a time to be alive. So not disgusting. Um, okay. So then I think the last thing on them is at the end of the episode, uh, Joe pages Meredith because Richard is, mm. oh, wait, wait, wait. No. After Christmas, he's teaching her and his hands are shaking and he's like, I'm not going to drink anymore. Like I'm going to stop drinking again. So no more shaking. And then, like, a couple days later, I don't know, maybe a couple hours later, who fucking knows, um, Joe pages her, and he's like, this man is so publicly drunk right now. Yeah. And so, it's awkward. Weber's like, another club soda, Joe, a wink and a wink. And he's like, bye, <laughs> Meredith, some tequila. I don't know. It's just so sad. It's really sad. I know I'm joking about it, but it's actually really sad. Yeah, it's and then that last line that Meredith has when she speaks over the the monologue there, it's you give till it hurts and then you give yeah. some more. Yep. Which leads me to believe that Meredith is not going to say anything. Someone is going to find out. The secret's not she's not gonna break the secret, mm-hmm. is my official prediction. Okay. She she's come this far and 
ultimately, if he's taken a step, I'm trying to put my 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 thought into her her headspace. Right. She has taken. He's taken the step back from being a surgeon. So who can he hurt now? Right. That's her thought. He process. can't. Yeah. Uh, but the scene when when he was like, last night was my last drink. A person who is not an alcoholic doesn't need to say that to someone. That right there should be the unspoken agreement that we're recognizing that I am an alcoholic. Yeah. We're both like, and then she says, well, that's fine, but I, I don't need to quit drinking tequila, do I? And he's like, <laughs> doesn't really say anything. After I mean, that. she's the one laughing it off. I don't think that. Yeah. I don't think she's thinking he's not an alcoholic. I don't think she believes his speech about the misdiagnosis and depression. I think so she's you, just like, I don't know. She's just doing the wrong thing. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. No, she for, she's for sure doing the wrong thing. I do wonder if she would do it, though. If he was still operating, I think she would probably say something. Yeah. So are we... We we saw one time there was a guy who was drunk. He was the one of the anesthesia, anesthesia techs. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw... Uh, he was the guy who fell asleep, and the girl started waking up in the middle of the operation, right? Is yeah. that the same? Yeah. Yeah. So we've seen the effects of someone tr- consuming alcohol in the middle of that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if anyone's listening out there who is very familiar with the inner workings of a hospital, I'm curious, does the chief, obviously there's like workplace um, rules where you need to like not be drunk or under the influence of things on the clock, but can he, it, would he get pulled to a surgery and like not have the choice? Like they say, I don't care if you've stepped back from surgery. We need you to operate right now. I don't, Is that something that could happen? And I don't like, think so for him because he's like the highest rank. I think he could. There, I can't imagine a situation where he's not like able to delegate. But I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure on that. Something that stood out. So, <sighs> sad, sad, sad situation. Any other thoughts with Weber? Um, I don't think so. I think he does. There is a scene later at the end scene with Christmas where I actually got a little bit of a chuckle, but um, we'll circle back to that later. With Weber? Yes, yes. But it was it was around the Bailey interaction uh, with her dad. Yes. Everyone was so uncomfy. Yeah. Okay, let's discuss. Should we discuss Sloan? Yes. <laughs> Sloan, Sloan. Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Mark has a kid. Like and, official. It's official. It's and canon. And they introduce, I mean, it is like top five minutes of the episode. She is plowing her way into that ER and being like, you're my dad. Not easing us into that one at all. Yeah, yeah. So what what were your thoughts when you saw her and when she was asking for Mark initially? So when I was like I this this I was like okay, all right, hot girl asking for Mark specifically. Uh I thought two things. One of them was okay, that's his kid or she thinks he's his kid. But the other one was okay, 
maybe it's the daughter of uh, a sibling or a best friend or someone come to like, hey, my family member is sick or dying and they need your help or something or I don't know what it was. But one of them, one of the thoughts was was that uh, it was it was her dad. Mm-hmm. But when they said her first name was Sloan, I was like, what the fuck? This is so funny. Sloan, Sloan. Let's unpack that because, well, her name's Sloan Riley. Like the mom gave her the mom's last name, a la Lorelai Gilmore, a la a queen. Yes. However, he tells Derek later on in the episode, I knew that that girl was pregnant. She told me she was pregnant. I gave her some money. And I left town because I was like, she'll get an abortion. Bye. Which that obviously is wildly problematic in itself. But secondly, to have the father of your child do that to you and then to be like, "Mm, I'll name her after him. I take some issue with that choice. Yeah. I just, I just, I cannot say that that speaks to me. Is not something I would consider doing, ever. Nothing it's is wrong me... with the name Sloan. I like the name Sloan. I've known women with the name Sloan. They're all lovely people. Yeah. But like, because it's attached to the man who has done this, like, not good thing to you. Yeah, kind of least, horrible, yeah, actually. At least like the way that it's presented. That was my read on it. Was that like there was no clarification? She wasn't telling him, "Oh, I'm going to get rid of this kid." He was just like, "Here's some money. Bye." And then never made an effort to talk to her again. Yeah. It's giving me poor choice vibes is what it's giving me. It's giving abandonment. It's giving trouble, low self-esteem somehow. It's giving trigger. It's giving trigger. Uh, A singular trigger. So I didn't see that part coming. I didn't see him knowing coming. Uh, I, I do think there's, there's a little bit of love there with Derek and he's like, that's not who you are anymore. Like he didn't, he didn't shame him, which I like. I yeah. like that there's, cause clearly from when we see Mark for the first time to now, there has been growth. There has been some level of maturity, exponential, you know? So I, I want to address that. I don't think that it's, I would say it's probably the right thing to do to say, Hey, it's okay that wasn't who you are. Mm -hmm. But I think as someone's best friend, like Kelsey could come to me and say, Hey, that's not who you are anymore. Like you would have not made that choice now, but also like, what were you thinking? And also what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. And we don't really get that from Derek. It's like, you're going to make it right now. Like, yeah, you can't go back in time and undo that, but you can make an effort now. Now. Yeah. I respectfully Mark is like, cool. I will make an effort now. Sloan, would you like to live with me? However, this is a red flag because he doesn't talk to his girlfriend who also lives with him before making this invitation. It makes her chop her finger off. Makes her chop her finger right off. Which I saw that coming. Yeah, because they close up on the knife too many times. One too many times. If they had just done one less knife close up, you wouldn't see it coming. Yeah. They did too much zoom in on zoomies on it. And then it was a very, you know, it was very loud. It was a... I, I wonder if they actually had a real finger that they chopped and they used that as like an audio clip over. You know, I don't think so. 
<laughs> I'm not saying a living person. But they they have access to cadavers. Well, they also like. You can go on YouTube and watch. I forget the name of it. There's like a name for the people that make sound effects. Mm. So then the sound effects just like there's the standard ones, but like then an the, audio technician. Yeah, but then they'll like watch shows specifically and make sound effects for that specific moment if it doesn't already exist. I remember watching a special about people who did it for friends. Wow. Because of course I did. <laughs> Naturally. Um so we get we get obviously she's she's living with them. Uh and then we get the cut to to um the scene where they're in surgery and Derek is like uh telling Lexi, man, the way that Derek used to to get around, I'm surprised there's not a, a gaggle of Sloans, which yeah. by the way, gaggle. Great word. Not a fan. Not a oh, fan. I love it. Gaggle. A gaggle of geese. Gaggle of geese. Is that what that's is that a, yeah. a multiple is that a flock of geese is called a gaggle? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is mm. for crows? No. A murder. Uh, I did know that. Do you Gosh, know what it is for flamingos? You should because you've ridden the safari. Mm. A tower. Flamboyance. Oh, what is what's the multiple giraffes? What is I think it is a tower of giraffes. That's what it, that's what yeah. I got it mixed up. But yeah, yeah I flamboyance, yes. Mm, sorry. Ugh. We're bantering. Tangents. So sorry, Clara. I uh. don't apologize <laughs> for this. We've started the episode and we've come through a lot of topic already. <laughs> I just apologizing because in my mind, there's no, no way in the world this person ever gets this far. (laughs) (laughs) Also, no way we, we could, uh, if I listen back to our first episode, there was no banter there. Those episodes, how did people, how did we even get fans and listeners after that? Mm, We're funny now. They only thought we were interesting. They were like, wow, what insight. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, look, now there's humor. Terrible. They, stick, they bear through the humor to get to the good points that we're making. Terrible, terrible humor. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, I, and then he walks in the room and, he, and they're like, Sloan, yes, yes. They both answer. Obviously, yeah. good comedy. But she's, so she's 18, though. Mm-hmm. So, how old did we establish that Mark is? This is where in his forties, right? Because yeah, he they make it sound like he was eighteen when he did this, but that would mean he's only thirty six, which is not the tracking time. Yeah. Hold on. I he mean, would have had to have been. What did we say? I think like what forty four. Yeah. Because Lexi's twenty four or twenty five. And right now, yeah. He this says he. They say that he's 18 when she was conceived, but it's established in a different episode that at this time he would have been. Oh, wait. He would have been like 41. Yeah, so not. Yeah, it's not. Timeline's not matching up. So. Anyways, their time passes and they jump from Thanksgiving to Christmas, but in the month that they've they've been there, apparently Mark has spoken like zero words to her. 
So Lexi is like, well, go talk to him. And he walks up. And this, to me, is the funniest, the funniest scene in the entire episode. I fucking hate it. She looks at him and goes, what are you looking at, you old perv? But his smile and walk away, he's like, all right, well, this was me trying. Bye. (laughs) Like, he's got some good... I don't think anyone on the show has done better physical comedy than George so far. George had some good moments. Callie um, also does, though. Callie has some good ones, but Mark has come a long way, too. He's able to utilize some of those facial expressions, I think, in really funny ways. And this was one of them, mm-hmm. where he just walks up, he's hands crossed, and he's kind of like, all right, okay, okay. And then she does her stupid fucking weird thing to say Yeah. to your father. Yeah. I don't like her. No, no one likes her. We're not supposed to like her, clearly. And then Lexi's like, okay, well, this is going terribly. Please kick her out. Mm. And he's like, cool, I'll do that. And so he goes to talk to her, and she's like, I'm so sorry that I'm hotter than your girlfriend, but I'm pregnant. No, which, so which don't she's kick not. Me out. She's not. I knew you were going to no. say she's not, and I'm glad you said it. No. Um, yeah, and then she's like, please don't kick me out because I'm pregnant. Just like, Nowhere else to go. Roller coaster. Did you think she was pregnant? No. Did you see that? No, coming? I did not. No, yeah. I didn't. I was yeah. not sure. I even wrote, I was like, why why, why are here? you here? <laughs> what are why you now? Doing? Like, what does she want? If money. she wanted to shake him down for money, I mean, like, he yes, he's probably very he's clearly a very he's a multimillionaire for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, your girlfriend is freaked out maybe because I'm totally hotter than her. No, no, you're not. No. No, no, no. I think girl wise, I, I think I'm going to go as bold to say that I think Lexi is the most attractive person on the show right now. That's your business. You can say that if you, if that's how you feel, I respect it. Who do you, who would you say is, is a more attractive female character? Mm, Callie for me. I just love Callie. I, I don't not love Callie. Also, I don't not love Arizona, and I don't not love <laughs> even Teddy is very attractive. Yeah, Teddy's pretty um, too. But all, we've already established this. There's no, there's no ugly yeah. people on the show. Yeah. Um. And I say that with the asterisk of, like Izzy clearly isn't here. So. Thank um, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because Catherine Heigl was was hands down the most attractive person on the show to me. So, um. Yeah, I think I think Lexi's definitely hotter than this this girl. So I am gonna make a prediction. Okay. She's lying about being pregnant. Okay. What's the end game? I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Or or the other option is that she is pregnant, but she has some sort of miscarriage, and that's when she figures out how to leave the show. I maybe they want to use her for an arc to connect, and she becomes a recurring character, and just like lives with Sloan, and they start to have like a relationship. Maybe that's a part of his character arc. Um, I don't think they'll use her as a pawn to start writing him off the show. Like he's like, oh, I need to go be there for my family. Lexi, you should come with me and they leave. Like, I don't think that they would go that far. Um, also I'm just at this point now, these are just thoughts that are in my head. So Um, if you had to guess how many episodes she'll be in, what would throw out a number? I would say 
ho- I'm hoping, I'm hopeful, no more than three. Unless they make an about face and she is no longer just like a stupid fucking weirdo uh, <laughs> making perv jokes to her father. Uh, which I think at that point they had established that there was a paternity test and they're for sure Yeah, related. they established that first day, yeah. day one. Yeah. So This is a month don't, later. Just don't make that joke to your dad. Yeah, it's like weird. that's it's just weird. Uh, so, like realistically, I would like, or sorry, my my opinion is I really don't want to have to deal with this person for more than three episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we dealt with, uh, die, um, oh Sadie, Sadie. We dealt with Sadie for way too long with no yeah. closure on that storyline. <laughs> I I don't want to have to deal with this girl. I don't want to deal with Sloan Riley for very long. Yeah. Um. Again, unless they really turn her character around. But if this if this is something where they go through and they actually have her give birth mm-hmm. and Mark becomes a grandpa, she'll be a recurring character and we'll just have to deal with her for the end of time. Okay. Um. But as of right now, I really don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this person. My, yeah. my official prediction is that she has a miscarriage and disappears and leaves and like never comes back or comes back later on in the show for another dramatic thing and it's dad i'm back also it's uncomfy how close she is in age with lexi (laughs) it's so yucky like it's six six years seven years yeah it's just like yikes obviously i feel like it would be worse if mark like actively knew he had an 18 year old and was dating Lexi. yeah yeah but like when they which people do yeah i know this is whatever but (laughs) when he like shows up what i don't know lexi's like she's not that much younger than me i'm like yeah well you know (laughs) you're pretty young yeah do we want to talk because we're talking about mark and sloan uh do we want to talk about that scene with the money arizona's comment no oh yeah yes take it away kelsey so in the scene where they're like, there's no bonuses. And Derek says, I'll write a check. How much do you need? And Arizona says, I'll split it with you. And he goes, thanks. There's like a pause because they're implying that Mark should also split it with them since he's also working on it with them. And he goes, I have a kid now. What if she wants to go to college? To which Arizona replies, have you met her? <laughs> because she's so fucking stupid. And she knows you're her father, and she's still making pervert jokes at you. So then he pitches in. And then he goes, you're right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, on, on the heels of that, that comedic timing. Yeah. Uh, because in that scene, you really do go from, oh, man, they're like taking a stand. They're they're going to sacrifice their, their bonuses. Yeah. And then there's no bonuses. And then you're like, Weber, what the fuck have you been? Have you been drinking the bonus? What is happening here? And then you go, okay, well, they're going to, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do a cool thing. They're going to, they're writing their own check. They're cashing their own bills, which they're building this technology from scratch. They're probably going to end up having to patent it or something. Yeah. So, and then we get the comedic scene and then we get the forgiveness scene. So there's a lot of emotions you feel in just a few minute scene. Yeah. Which no one does like Shonda. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Oh, do you have anything else for Mark, Lexi, and Sloan, the family? Oh, the family, the gaggle. Uh, 
No, I don't. I I think where I'm at right now is I'm I'm waiting. There's like a lot of personality bombs that are dropping, but there's no like big shocking revelation that that is happening from like a medical standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to observe and take everything one little little step at a time. Right. Uh, I will say, if if Sloan actually is pregnant. Mark handled that scene very nicely. Yeah, I do think we should give credit because he's like, he comforts her and he's like, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to kick you out. We'll figure it out. It'll be okay. This is where his opportunity to like be a dad and make up for, you know, the mistake he made when he was allegedly 18. Yeah. <laughs> um, But also we need to address when she first shows up and they go sit in the conference room and they're just sitting in silence. And Callie comes just in and staring she's at like, her. do you want, have you asked about a paternity test? Cause we should probably do a paternity test. And then, and then she's like, Mark, you need to say words out loud with your mouth. And he's still just like, I'm having an aneurysm. Yeah. He definitely is like staring her down. And I will tell you, good job on the casting because I do actually see like features of her face and his face a little bit. It's believable. like the nose, the, the nose and the line. eye structure, the jawline. Yeah. Very defined. So mm-hmm. great job on the casting department on, on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Do you have anything else to say about Meredith, Derek, Weber, uh, Sloan, mm. Sloan, Lexi, Sloan, Sloan. I, I'm looking here, looking through my notes. Man, this the second half of this episode is going to be intense. Um, <laughs> looking through here, I like I like that. Uh, I know it's we're we're going to talk about it next, but you, it's very it's very fort, uh, fortuitous that uh, the 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 surgery equipment that Mark is helping with is to save a kid's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we talk about this a lot. There's a lot of mirroring that happens in the show. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the scene, at the end of the episode, when Mark gets a chance to comfort Sloan, there's a chance for him to be a dad. And when they're doing all of this for Nicholas, he's giving uh, another father a chance to to continue that journey being a dad mm-hmm. so there's just a lot of parallels and i i don't know if we're looking too far into it but it's it's just there's there's a lot of good writing pieces with this um oh i had some oh when uh when it's christmas time and lexi is like mad because sloan bought mark a snow globe of seattle oh i need my change <laughs> she's like i gave you 50 dollars why would you buy him a snow globe of Seattle? He likes Seattle. God, she's what a <laughs> dumb bitch. And then Lexi's like, she's not bad if you get to know her. And Mark's like, really? No, she's a vapid, vapid girl. Yeah. Which, what does vapid mean? It's like shallow. Okay. I need to, I need to know what this person's mom is like. Yeah. Do we meet this person's mom? I'm not going to tell you. It's fair. I thought so. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's all I got, though. Uh, 
Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I know this is a couple minutes short of where we usually aim for, but I'm happy to go into the next episode. I don't think I have anything else I need to say in this exact moment, but... Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) The scene right before when Lexi goes and is like really forcing Mark to go talk to her, she goes, you go talk to her right now or no more sex for you. Yeah. (laughs) I knew you'd like that moment. Yeah, it's. I don't like the fact that there is sex being withheld, but I do like that she's like, dude, what the fuck are do you doing, something. Mark? Also, I can't imagine living in the house with someone for a month and having three conversations. Yeah, that's weird. Like, that's... It's really like, weird. I, I can't even imagine. I can't even no, imagine being in the house weird. for three minutes without having a conversation with someone. Yeah, I Anyways. don't like it. It's like weird to think about, especially because you're like, you just met. So I know it's going to be awkward, but like you're not making any effort to be like, so why'd you move? Where'd you grow up? Like, did I even say where she's from? Because Mark no. just says like, oh, I gave her mom money and I left town. What town? I don't know. Yeah. And then they, and then like, so she's not saying anything. She's not asking him anything. Like, yeah. Hey, dad, like. How'd you, how'd you meet my mom? Or, uh, I don't know, anything. Like, what's it, what's it like being a doctor? Hey, can I have some money? Like, okay. yeah. uh, and nothing. Anyways, all right, that's all I got. I'm ready to talk about, I'm ready to talk about another episode. Yeah. Um, okay, well, stick around, guys. We're going to start next episode with everybody's favorite segment.